What's going on, guys? What's up, man? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology. I'm back, and we're doing our daily Devo on Ephesians. And we've made it to chapter four now. We're going through chapter four, verses one through three. So go ahead and stop the tape if you ain't read. Stop the tape. Check it out. See what it has to say. Come back, and we'll discuss the four questions. If you have already read, man, let's dive on in. What is Paul saying? What has Paul got to say? Well, we are on a transition period between uh, the first half of the book and the second half of the book. The first half of the book was specifically talking about our calling, specifically talking about God pulling us out of the mess and how we're united as one uh, through Christ's blood and sacrifice on the cross, and that now we are all together and we are in this through faith and by grace of God. And so that has been the first half. And so we can essentially say that's the gospel, right? We can say that is the gospel that uh, Paul has been talking about and the implications of what that means in our lives. And then now in chapter four and onward, we're going to see how that plays out practically. So this is uh, essentially what he says whenever he first starts out. We're going to talk about how we should walk because of the grace of the calling that God has called us to. So let's go ahead and jump into it, man. And what does it say? What does it actually say? Verses one through three. It says, therefore, I, a prisoner of Christ, or I, a prisoner of the Lord, it says, I urge you, I beseech you, man, to uh, uh, walk in a manner that is worthy of the calling for which you've been called. It says, uh, with all humility, and gentleness with patience, bearing one another in love, and then urgently seeking to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And so, yeah, Paul is basically saying this, he urges you. So he beseeches you. That's the King James word that, that people say, beseech you. I beseech you. But he is urging us, man. He's exhorting us uh, he's saying, these are the things that I want you to do. Like, it's, if you think about um, somebody telling you to, to be saved from a fire, you're like, man, I urge you, man, just take your medicine, Doug. Or I urge you, man, just, you know, take the test so you can get it. This is the the uh, heart that Paul has when he's about to say these things. This is something that he really desires for us to do. And so he says, walk worthy of the calling that you've been called to. And so all of chapter one and three talk about the unity, the love, the power, the uh, the the goodness that God has, man, that he has predestined us to his family, called us out of darkness and put us uh, with Christ and seated us in the heavenly places with victory and power to know the, the precious love that God has for us, the inheritance that we're going to receive, also that we are God's inheritance, we are his possession, and that he cherishes us and protects us because of all of these things. He says, man, walk in a manner worthy of this. Walk in a manner that is worthy of this. And the worthy, I think, here is not so much as deserving, because we already know you can't deserve it. We talked about how it says that um, this is not by any works that we could do. It's no status that we have. It's no inherent uh, type of talent or ability that has caused us to be chosen by God. But it was just because he loves us out of the great love from which he loves us. And so it's not like trying to earn 
the the calling that God has called us to. But me, I personally think that it means that we live in a manner that others would look at our lives and they would say, wow, I want to be a part of this family. I want to be a part of this kingdom of God because look how awesome their life is, right? It says that through the church, which we've read as well, that through the church, that God's glory is is displayed to the powers and the principalities of the air, but also to bring glory to God in this world. And so that's what Paul is saying when he says, live in a manner that is worthy of the calling that you've been called to. And then he goes on to explain like how this is possible, or what to do, how you can achieve this living uh, uh, a life that is worthy. And it's going to be the next three chapters. But he starts out simply by saying this, be humble, walk in, in humility. And then he says also walk in gentleness. And then he says, finally, walk in um, um, patience. So what is humility? I think it's rightly esteeming your uh, abilities, your talents, your worth. And then it's also uh, placing others as more important over yourselves. Uh, we get the, um, the, the perfect picture of humility in Philippians where it talks about how God goes to the cross. That he, he didn't consider, so he knows, so it says he didn't consider himself, uh, or he didn't consider not being with God robbery. And so the, to think he knows and esteems and understands his position and worth, yet he allows himself to be, uh, to see others as more important so that they can be a part of his family that he's making. Him and God working together to make this family. Him and the Father working together to make this family. And so it says that he did this. He died. He said that he humbled himself to death, even death on a cross, a humiliating death. And so that's our example of humility is, is rightly esteeming who we are, yet still understanding that we should see others as more significant than ourselves, caring for others, loving others more. And then he says, but gentleness. And I think this gentleness, as what I've been reading from all of these authors about what gentleness is, it says that it's an idea of self-control because it's being able to be strong, man, to have the strength of, of however, like uh, the, uh, the, the strength of Samson, man, but being able to, to control that strength and to have a soft touch. And so when we're being gentle to others, man, it's being able to be strong in our actions to do whatever it is we need to do, but in such a way that it is caring for others, in such a way that it is comforting for others to be able to be the person that we need to be, to be bold and strong, but at the same time to be caring and soft when needed. I think uh, another word for this gentleness is meek. Is, is what uh, it is. And it's not passive, not being run over, but it is knowing your ability to be strong and being strong when you need to be. And then it says with patience, man, slow to anger. That's what this word is. It, it tripped me out when I, I learned this. And uh, uh, the Greek word is macrothumias. And together it means long anger, or it's like, like long suffering. It's the idea that 
it takes a person a while to get angry. And that's what uh, this word here, macrothumius in the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, that is the word that is used to describe Yahweh when he tells who he is to Moses. When Moses is like, hey, man, show me your glory. And he says that I am slow to anger. That's the word, macrothumius, or patient. And so uh, for us, that means that we are displaying an image of God when we are being this way. We're being patient. But it's also meaning that even you know when you got that little kid asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? That you don't get angry fast. Except it's probably a little bit more tough because it's when people are actually saying things that are very irritating. Then you must be slow or patient in anger. And then he says, bearing one another in love. And what that means is that we are we're lifting each other up because that's the word means is to hold each other up. It's to carry each other whenever it's like the most difficult times. I mean, it, it could be the, the hardest of hard times through sorrow and distress that we would carry each other and lift each other up. And we do this out of love, in love, uh, not out of um, compulsion or, or or the only compulsion would be because we love. Like we do this, we are compelled to do this because we love them. But it's not out of a, a have to or a, a, a you know a feeling like you are obligated. It is done with the 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 heart of love, the heart of a caring person because they are part of the family of God. And then it says striving so much to keep the unity of of the spirit and the bond of peace. And that's our goal, is that in doing these things, man, we keep that bond and that unity with one another because it's that that displays that we are the disciples of God. Jesus says himself that uh, that is how they will know us, by our love for one, one another. And so that's how the church displays to the world and to the principalities of the air that God is great. Now, what's to say about God? Well, that God has called us to himself, that we are chosen, man. And then also that he is worthy. So God has called us. He is a calling God, but then also that God is also a worthy God. He is absolutely and incredibly worthy of all the praise, the honor, and glory. What's to say about man? Well, it should tell us that we should walk in these attributes that uh, Paul says. Is that how do we live lives that are worthy of the gospel? Well, we walk in humility, we walk in gentleness, we walk in patience, and then we care for the family of God. We endure the burdens of others. We lift them up when they need it in sorrow or in pain or even in struggle and sin is that we are there for them to hold them up, to encourage them, to help them to walk in the path of righteousness. How can we apply these things to our lives, man? Well, I think today, maybe you should call and check on a brother or sister in Christ. See how they're doing, man. Lift them up. And especially if when I say this and that person pops in your mind that's going through some struggle right now, that's uh, uh, deep in sin and and, and having a uh, struggle with the, the way of walking in righteousness, man, then call that person. Lift them up. Encourage them. Be there for them. A person that you know is is going through a rough time because they've lost a, a spouse, a brother, a, a family member, whatever it may be. Call that person, man. See how they're doing. And care for them. Bear 
the burden with them, which is a difficult thing to do, but God has called us to it. I appreciate you guys for listening, man, and I will see you in the next episode.